What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch. Hey <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't clear. I was gonna do like an echo after you. What's poppin'? Poppin'. GW. What's poppin'? It's your host, Amanda Shkreli, back in the studio with Clea. Natalie. What? Natalie. Natalie, are is beloved. being held captive by. You wanna know what? No, I am gonna leave. Pirates. We can't find her. Cause she's in California. And it, like, you know, it's been really hard on us all. But, you know, hopefully we can rescue her and we can get. <laughs> Period. We are vibing out in the studio. Clea has a plate of We are getting comfy and cozy, preparing for the next episode. Missed last week. A big apologies to you guys. It's just been really crazy adjusting back into the, mm -hmm. the school schedule. You know, people have been blowing up my phone saying, where is what's popping? Where are you guys? I'm so sorry. I hate that we've let you down. But sometimes you need to step back, and I know you guys will understand that because we love you for it. We love our fans. Anyways, keep going. When you said people have been nonstop texting my phone saying, where? I really thought you were going to say, where's the beef? <laughs> Sorry, that like, is, is that a TikTok audio? No, but like, do you just like remember when, when that was just like, it was like a slogan. Do you not, like the origin of it was like some advertisement. And then they did a whole Victorious episode on it. I Like, uh, where's I, the beef? I have no idea what that is. What? At all. Really? I didn't also have cable growing up. So maybe it's that. I don't know. I never watched Victorious until like post. Okay. Yeah. But maybe I I watched a lot of PBS. If it wasn't on PBS, then maybe I didn't see it. Period. The, even the commercial. Oh my god. Wait. Okay. Cultural phenomenon of the week, guys. Where's the fucking beef? Yeah. Go on our Instagram um, <laughs> at what's poppin GW and leave a comment saying where's the beef if you know what Amanda is talking about. Clea, so do you want to tell the audience, have you, have you re returned oh. to Instagram? Oh, I have wonderful news for everyone. Even though I make my presence known, um, I am in fact back on social Woo! media. Um, yeah, so I've been tweeting. I've been posting on Instagram. Do you want to plug any of your socials? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My Instagram is Clea Marcolari. We tag you in every post on the page, <laughs> so don't. <laughs> you can just go to the GW Instagram page. Um, also, if you have any cute friends, send them to the GW What's Poppin' Instagram page. <laughs> I am single. I'm 
looking for someone to top me off. Yes. So, you know. You know, Clay, I think it's really important to remember that in pandemic times, in times of social distancing, social media has been very crucial to connecting us. And it seems like you're really eager to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I actually, I want to connect very much. That's why I redownloaded everything. That, that, you know what, that makes me so happy, and we are so excited to have you back on the oh, show. Oh, yes, I have big things coming. Yeah, I, I already saw that you sent a meme in the group chat, like, ready for the Instagram. I'm, like, I was like, oh, my God, she's into it. You know what? You know what? Um, yeah. To those of you guys who watched the first podcast when I was going on my Instagram rant. Radio show. But our yeah, radio show. Go on. Um... <laughs> Um, um, remember how I said that there's just a bunch of Facebook memes on Instagram and how I hate Instagram and I hate what I see? Anyways, now that I'm back on Instagram, that is still currently what my explore page is, is uh, toxic shit. No. And okay, well, the thing is, here's what's important. Well, I, what I was going to say is that you have to make sure that the explore page you're looking at is like on your finsta because usually on your main you don't follow accounts that are relevant to your interests but i'm looking at your explore page for your finsta right now and it's fucking atrocious like their facebook actual facebook posts you know what i'm saying like no dude that, that's twitter dude oh my god wait that is no facebook. they're facebook <laughs> posts and let me read some of these out loud why to do you. they look like tw- like twitter tweets um i know that's how it's horrible, and they're so gross. Okay. I can't. You know what you need to do? Keep your relationship private so you can have two. Her. Okay, I'm going to stop reading these out loud. This is cringy. You know what you need to do? You need to figure out what content you'd prefer to see, whether it's like music, fashion, whatever. Follow accounts that are relevant to that, and then that's what your Instagram, your Instagram algorithm will realize, like... These are her new interests. Let's cater to her. That's how it works. But you haven't been online in a while. So, um, like, you're not going to... Your phone doesn't really know what you want. Yeah. So it's waiting for you to, like, to change up the algorithm. That's the whole point of TikTok. So the reason why you have to go on TikTok to make your TikTok experience valuable to you and so that it relates to, you know, your humor, your interests, your niches, whatever, is so you have, you have to go on the app and, and like the posts that you like and then boom, over like a day, your whole For You page will be perfectly designed to you. And that's the beauty in but AI that, nowadays. But that requires me to have some sort of, how do you say, like, foresight or like planning you know the reason those toxic facebook memes show up on my explore page is because i click on them and and it's like i can't stop myself from clicking on them you know i just do it so what makes you think that i have the intelligence to craft a for you page no, you for don't, myself no, no, no that's the thing though it's an entertainment app so when you go on it you're seeking some sort of output from it i guess so let's say just in the same way that you would on Vine, right? You're bored. You want to like do something that like will maybe make you a little more creative, distract you. I don't know. You go on it. You scroll through. You see some things that you think are stupid. You see some things that you like. 
you like those videos. Eventually, as you go, go on, it'll get better and better and better. You'll be able to expose yourself to different content, different, you know, styles, perspectives, whatever. And it's really, it's so much fun. Oh my god. Like, compared to, like, in an Instagram explore page, look at the Facebook memes that you're getting. Do you want to know all the different types of content that I consume in just, like, one, like, sitting of TikTok? Oh my god. Song, music, history, culture, style, mm -hmm. fashion, any, mm -hmm. anything, and everything. It's just, that makes me laugh. Like, it, it is endless and it, it is so mwah, perfect it, it's gonna hit its downfall at some point I, when i don't know but it's it's satisfying a lot of things for a lot of people the market's huge fair enough so fair enough. i'm enjoying it some background for the people back home um amanda is I would consider her to be one of my more TikTok-oriented friends. But that's so not. I am, um, I am not more TikTok. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's break it down. Okay. All the people that I have on Snapchat. Okay. Yeah. You are the only one who posts TikToks on your Snapchat story every day, Amanda. So what do you want me to say? You're not TikTok oriented? It's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a difference because everybody watches TikTok, right? I'm the only one who, A, has good enough ones to post. <laughs> that is true. Her TikToks are good. I will say that. Um, two, the only one who's brave enough to continually post <laughs> it just It just all works out. And I, I get so much enjoyment from it. And I always think about it all the time. Regardless of what I post, there's always at least, like, 30 people on there. Like, as, at least, like half of them are somewhat paying attention if they can relate to that shit in any way uh like like i see that as a net positive because i just think it's fun it's a fun way to i don't know humor is one of the best ways to connect with to connect people. with people i agree i agree i yeah fair enough no i enjoy them i enjoy their tiktoks yeah i hope one day you reach a point where you see yourself joining TikTok. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I'm not joining TikTok, but um Angela, my good friend Angela asked if I would do a TikTok with her and I said yes. Okay. This please. is a step in the right direction. I have not been in anyone's TikToks ever before because I think because I thought because right. I think that most of the ones that I get asked to do are stupid. Right. Um, so yeah, there's the one with Angela that I'm gonna do. Also, really want to do the bus it challenge, you guys. Bus it, and I know it's it. over. Mostly, you, but we heard that at karaoke night last night. I've never actually heard the song. Bus it, I'll play it right now. Bus it, it's so good. Um, so that will also be on the What's Poppin' GW Instagram page if you want to see me shake my ass. Ooh. And I promise it's great. I promise that I'm pretty fucking good at it. So, um, in other news, do you want to know a show that I've started that I feel like it's held to a pretty high standard in terms of like a comedy show? Seinfeld. Do we talk about this like briefly? Was that you? We can. I just don't know anything about Seinfeld. Okay, like me neither. But I'm pretty sure I met like. Kramer 
at a beach when I was a kid. And I didn't know it was him. But my parents ta- like talked to him. Like, and they're vibing. Take a picture. No, not even. But my mom was like, he's famous. I was like, okay. <laughs> Weird. That's funny. But I've been, I feel like, I feel like it's held to like, a more respected standard than friends absolutely because friends is horrible friends kind of sucks it's like pretty mindless but in some in it it's cute in its own ways but that's true i like you know i really liked it as a kid i think friends? I, yeah yeah i really liked it i can't even say that i really liked it i but when i was in like middle school at some point I guess I picked up vibes that Friends was like a classic type of thing, and like everyone on Tumblr, I guess I don't even know. Some someone everyone someone, liked it. People I, were talking about Friends, and I was like, oh, this office. is this is the shit. like I have to watch this, and I did, and it was like fine, but I almost was more watching it so that I could be in on like what the Friends was than I than actually liking it. That was the same experience that I had with The Office because oh, for so Office. In middle school, my content, I, I, why can't I talk right now? Hold on. Back it up. Rephrase. <laughs> Start the sentence over. <laughs> um, like, the way that I would find new things to watch would be through going on Tumblr and just, like, seeing what people were talking about, what was funny, what was being quoted, what was being made of gifs or gifts or whatever it is. So the top ones that were always prevalent were Friends, The Office. I remember there was a ton of freaks and geeks too. Like On they, Tumblr, they always, yes. They did a, a, a so much of um, Sam, the the younger brother. He's the geek, mm. right? I think his name is Sam. Um, but that at, at the time, like that's how I exposed myself to new shows. And I feel like that's pretty like, defining of the internet age i do think it i do think it's interesting though how now there's been like a people are accepting that friends actually isn't good yeah i don't know maybe it's but that's only in my little bubble though like maybe there was such a hump of like such a hype like it was like for it it peaked for a while it like when people found out it was going on netflix people lost their shit but then it eventually got taken off of Netflix, and then, like, the hype died down, and people were memeing it, and, like, I don't know. But in other words, I would say that people don't really talk- people don't really talk much about Seinfeld. You know who likes Seinfeld? My dad. Really- I was gonna say, really f***ing old people. <laughs> My dad. But what I like about it, aside from the fact that it's, like, so far removed from, like, our current time, because it's just, like- before the influence of any social media at all, which is like pretty distinct when it's like a sitcom and it's like livelihood. All the jokes are are more conceptually oriented. I would say like, for example, like as a, like like in and it's just it could be just like about something that is natural to like the human experience, right? Like making a joke out of like like a, a, a common thing that everyone would relate to whereas like i would say a really common source of comedy nowadays like or a really recognizable source of comedy comedy nowadays would be like snl right S- snl is skits and i would say like it had conceptual shit back in the day but now it's really influenced by what is currently going on 
current fads, current trends, yes, politics. Seinfeld, on the other hand, is more of like a okay, let's like take things about life and like that we like observe and like you know turn it into something people can relate to. Like it's or like I don't know, but bending the lines on like like problems that ordinary people would face and like making like the wrong decision, things like that. Like it's not as like geared towards. I don't know icons and shit I don't know I see I, I wish I had I wish I'd see just one episode just one episode of Seinfeld if I had seen it I would be able to like you know speak on this more yeah but I'm only like the like the first season in so I don't know how if there are nine seasons and like I don't know how it evolves over time but like this is off of my like like face value assumptions about it Maybe that will be, we can, I will watch some Seinfeld. It, what is it on? It's on Hulu. 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 Hulu for the people. Seinfeld on Hulu. Everyone go watch the first episode. L- leave a con. You know what? We're, we're going to do a poll on Instagram and like we want to know your thoughts on Seinfeld. Yes. We should do that. Yeah. yeah. Because I want to know what, I, I and you know, I've heard that they've gotten a lot of in a lot of trouble in recent times, you know, as people are becoming more socially aware and conscious of, uh, like, social... I'm No, 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 I'm just... I'm (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm looking... I'm just, like, having a random focal point. Christ, Clea. Let me start that over. Seinfeld has been running into a lot of hot water recently, you know, as people in the past decade or so have been really focused on being aware of social issues or just you know being sensitive to problematic things in general and I think because of how old it was they made a lot of jokes that flew at the time and that were acceptable to even put be put on television so now like some people who've never seen the show before looking at it with like such a removed lens and the perspective of like someone who's so socially aware and conscious they'll look at like jokes and be like that's actually sexist and they'll like see the show as like not as great as everyone would say like like you know so that like and i don't know like it, it can be mixed but i'm that's why i'm curious to see what the people have to say what do the people have to say i am curious i like sitcoms so I'm excited to watch it. I love sitcoms, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like uh, that '70s show. Did you ever watch? Oh that my 70s god, show? I love that '70s show. I used to watch. They took that. it off of Netflix too. They did. Yeah. My, me and my brother used to watch that just like on TV mm-hmm. when I was really young, but I never, I didn't know what the f- they were doing when the camera would just like turn from person to person. Yeah. And it was only when I started like rewatching it. I don't know later the on. The circle. In life, I was like the. F- the fucking smoking dude that was so amazing <laughs> that was so amazing i was like no way yeah because i had always been not confused but it was something where i was like oh this is just an odd quirk of the show like, yeah breaking the fourth wall whatever yeah i didn't i didn't get that either but it i it was a creative way to yeah. to like sneak that in there so it could be on tv you know isn't that's kind of fun so good for the culture amazing yeah. I'm going to re- Oh, it's not on Netflix anymore. Yeah. Really sad. Okay, guys, we are going to take 
a really quick five minute break, so um, enjoy this little song, but you won't know what it is. And we're back! Hey, I'm getting more creative with like intros and outros. I've been trying to spice up my life and vocabulary so where's the beef <laughs> this is like iCarly that that's what that just reminded me it, of. it's like it was it was a victorious thing so it's very like you okay. know same vibe same vibe dan schneider do you know about the dan schneider thing? thing yes yeah and i recently was re-watching iCarly um just before i came actually to dc i was with some friends and we were just like Binge watching iCarly. Was that like your first time since you didn't have cable? Yes, and that's so funny. That was actually my first time watching all of those episodes. So I was just enthralled. I yeah. was like, this is great. I knew the premise of iCarly. I'd seen episodes, but never like the, following it. Yeah, yeah, the whole story. It's it's. But a... also knowing the Dan Schneider like feet thing, um, is like really weird. Like watching it in that context, you're like, why did yeah. not even the feet thing, just the sexualization, like weird. Yeah. It's just like so his his first big show on Nickelodeon I think was haha the Amanda show. <laughs> Looking back on it, I remember the really old Nickelodeon logos for like Schneider's Bakery, Nickelodeon and everything. The Nickelodeon symbol was the shape of a fucking foot. At oh, one point, yeah. the shape of a fucking foot. I've seen compilations of weird clips throughout all of his television shows: Victorious, iCarly, Sam and Cat, Drake and Josh, at like um, the Amanda Show, especially with like weird, like little droplets of foot foot fetish <laughs> everywhere. And like in the Amanda Show, there's also this whole segment surrounded on like a hot tub and you just be in the hot tub with either like your bathing suit or like your clothes on but they were like 
clips of like you know young Amanda Bynes in the hot tub with like big fat obese Dan Schneider's f***ing monster. People would actually be in the hot tub with her. Yeah. I yeah, thought it was like, child. oh, the audience at home, you're you're in the hot tub. No, like, no, there, it was like her, the whole thing to have like a guest, you know? And he would just, he, there's so many photos of him like hugging the kids and like, it would just look so gross. And uh, what's her name? Sam, Jeanette McCurdy, who was on iCarly. She made like a lot of questionable vines about the topic, kind of like, there was this one where she had like bruised makeup on and she was being kind of creepy and she was like being like look at what you've done to me like whatever like she was like dan schneider like i don't know it was like i don't it was it was it's like really unsettling and it makes you like feel really sorry for all of those kids like like amanda vines she ended up like not doing so well mentally later in life because like apparently she had suffered from um, mental health issues like surrounding like her identity because like she was so pressured and forced to play so many roles so intensely like at such a young age and consistently like that she was struggling with that and like it's also rumored that because of what like trauma that ever happened as a kid with like Dan Schneider on top of that like she uh, Amanda Bynes is a whole other thing but like she also had um a really abusive ex-boyfriend who like used that information to like like use against her and expose her it was just really bad so that's why Amanda is where she is right now but yeah Dan Schneider um really sucks but I Carly I Carly on the other hand I Carly I Carly I Carly is great I probably is pretty fucking good. The rewatchability. Not Zoe 101. Sorry. Oh, I've never Sorry. seen a single episode of Zoe 101. Bro, I don't even know if the like the quality of it is that good. But I just remember as a kid, like the whole vibe, the aesthetic of the campus and the way like that their fucking phones were. I think they were called like Z phones or something like that. I don't know. It like. It was just, it was, and Zoe's outfit, or, like, Jamie Lynn Spears, she was so pretty, and, like, it was just, like, I don't know, it was, like, perfect. All of Dan Schneider's shows were so good, which is the most terrible part. He is, like, the perfect... Did he do Drake and Josh? Yeah, Drake and Josh, too. Yeah. Damn. And Drake, and Drake and Josh was so good. It was so Drake funny. Drake and Josh is really good. I still, I still enjoy watching I will still watch it. Drake and Josh. Yeah. The Nick, I think Nickelodeon shows are definitely more... Like, watching them now, they're more enjoyable than Disney shows. If yeah. that makes sense. Like, because I've tried to, I, um, when I got Disney Plus, I was, like, so excited to, like, just watch back all the all the shows. And, like, some of them, like, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, not that Not great. great. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Sweet Life on deck. Haven't rewatched it. Um, that, can we talk about how, like, funny it is that they took a show and made a a spin-off of the show except the new plot takes place on a cruise ship. I know that they just live on a cruise ship. I feel like it's also weird to just live in a hotel though. Yeah. I mean, I feel Is like it? It's, rich people do that, like the Plaza Hotel, like Oh my god, Eloise? Hello. Okay, Eloise? that's not a real person either though. <laughs> yeah, but it's Okay, neither is Zack and Cody. I know, but I'm saying like okay, I'm saying that the plot of living in a hotel is just as ridiculous as living on a cruise ship. Oh. 
Well, maybe less. No, well, okay. I don't really know the stats. Also, on the school <laughs> thing. Wait, they like did school <laughs> on the cruise ship. What the fuck is that? Do you remember like the teacher? I don't, and that's really weird. But like, she always wore green. I think she was a redhead. I might. Be oh wrong. yes, I might yes, be yes, wrong yes. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Also, wait. In other news, have you been seeing the clips online about? the turn that Riverdale is taking. Oh, because of Zach and Cody. No, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, that's yeah. What, okay. Oh, yeah, that's that's the connection I was like, there, what is guys. The Sorry. What is the turn? Give me one second and let me find what, like, let me summarize these developments. Just to be clear, um, where I left off on Riverdale was um, when they basically killed, someone killed themselves in like near where the syrup was and Veronica was dating the the, the boy mm. and I've never watched it but the... Betty was dating the Sprouse twin that's where I'm at so basically in the in this new season of Riverdale I think one of the characters is like joining the army and one of the characters is like a CIA agent who has trauma, and then another character like I don't I don't know. It's all this random like Jumanji, shit. <laughs> and it makes no sense. They're just like complete. They're taking all the characters and putting them into completely weird ass scenarios. Line. Like they're just all the main character. Like doesn't make any sense at all. It's awful. But so that's that's been really funny because. You know, Dylan Sprouse isn't no Cole. Cole Sprouse is in that, that okay. show. Yeah, remember he's like, he's you see this hat? I wear it because I'm weird. <laughs> I I never take this hat off because I'm I'm a weirdo. weirdo. <laughs> I do weird things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's iconic. Um, yeah. In other news, do you want to know something really funny? happened that happened involving Charlie D'Amelio I do so on you might have noticed this if you've been active recently since you just came back on social media but Charlie XCX right yes I saw I saw that Charlie XCX was like her friend died and so her not her friend well not only her friend but her name is sophie so sophie died by some unfortunate circumstances that i don't remember right now um but she was her producer oh. so she was like really fundamental towards her career because they had been together for a really long time you know i'm a really big fan of charlie xcx guys if you don't really know me that well in real life i'm a really 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 big fan of her anyways so she, Sophie, her producer, was pretty pivotal to, to her, I guess, change and evolve, evolution mm -hmm. in her style of music. And they just, like, I don't know, they were buddies. That's so sad. No, I know a lot of, like, um, in my experience, like, what I've seen is that a lot of people, like, musicians, artists, singers, whatever, become really close to, can become really close to producers, their producers, and they're like this, like, Think about all the like Pierre Bourne and, and Playboy Cardi. Like, there's, there's always those like artist and producer like links that yeah. they're like besties. I feel like it's really common to have yeah. a producer and, and a singer be like best friends. 
And that's crazy that it was, damn. Yo, Pierre, you wanna come out here? Yo, Pierre, you wanna come out here? In New York, I'm Millie. Rock, potted in my sock. So anyways, anyways, Charlie D'Amelio saw that hashtag here for Charlie was trending worldwide because all Charlie X's supporters were sending her well wishes over Twitter. So Charlie saw hashtag here for Charlie and they also happened to have their names spelled the exact same way. So she saw that and tweeted, oh my God, your support for me is like means so much. Like I am so overwhelmed. Oh, what? I just want to know. She goes on Twitter. She sees this. Yeah. And no part of her is wondering why is there a hashtag called here for Charlie? Because, no, because she will like, you have to think about it as someone like, because obviously like hashtag here for Charlie means like offering support, right? So she has to see, see I think she feels like she owes something from the people. But does she not wonder why the people are giving her so much support? Well, so I think she feels as if she's a victim in some way, because I think if you think about it, like in relatively pretty recently, she got her ass whooped by the Internet. She lost like a million followers in 24 hours, which is, you know, not like relative to, to how many, how she, many has. she has. Not that much. But I would say that the numbers is crazy. Yeah. Or like, was it a, was it just one million? I'm not sure. But like a, a lot of people, and it like, and she, when you're so young, even when you know someone close to you says something mean and hurtful, it impacts you a lot. Never mind like millions of strangers just like picking apart anything and everything about you just because yeah. you're literally the most popular girl in the world. Can you think about that for a second, Charlie D'Amelio? is the most popular girl in the world. Every, most, most people know Jeez. her. They know her name. Everyone wants to be her friend. Everyone wants to look like her. Lots of people think she's really cute and pretty. You know what I mean? The most popular girl in the world. And she is a little stupid that's and didn't even open the hashtag, Charlie. That's what I'm saying. You didn't even click on the hashtag, which, which on one hand, you've got to wonder like, Roaches! I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. I mean, I would click on the goddamn hashtag. If I saw there was a hashtag in my name, maybe that's, she's at a point where she's over it. And so she was just like, okay, like, whatever. They're tweeting at me again. I'm just going to send a thank you or what. But like, so stupid. Yeah. I feel bad for her though, just because like, I saw, I saw like a post about it and it was like, it's Charlie insensitive. It's Charlie this, is Charlie that. And I was like, the bitch made a mistake. That it was a stupid she's mistake. She's a kid. She's a kid. She's I was like, a kid. that is so stupid. And I know that she's so embarrassed right now. But this is nothing other than like something to be just embarrassed about. Right. You know, not like, like it's not normal to have every action you make be so yeah. high stakes. And that's the thing that really kills me about Charlie. And I've always been saying this. She never asked to be this famous. Like making those TikTok talks. Like, initially, it's so exciting getting that, like, virality, that little burst of serotonin as soon as you start getting attention and praise. But I don't think in any way did she ever intend to 
gain such a following. There's no reason. And, and, and again, you might say like, okay, like if she didn't mean to do that, then why doesn't she just quit? But there's so many other factors I would say that play into that. For example, like her parents, like having hard eyes, looking at all the f***ing money that's coming in. <laughs> they're not gonna like, you know, that's one influence to not want to take that away. But Two, also all Charlie the- seems like she's probably pretty well off would have been well off before absolutely yeah but like still it's a once it's a once in a lifetime opportunity not like it is she is the next it girl she is the it girl right now i think she's going to okay hear me out like fizzle out i don't i think that in in a in some years she'll be able to go out in public fine hear me out hear me out when if you think about it I would say around 2015, 2016, that point in time, the it girl was in no doubt in my mind, Kylie Jenner or like Kendall Jenner. Dude, that's that not time. the same thing. No, no, hear me out. Oh, okay. Hear me out. At that time, they were they were the peak. They were the blueprint. Everyone was like following that. All their all they were had the most like attention and people talking about them constantly. Everything they did they at that do. point, right? But I would say they are like given that like. They are getting older. They're like becoming. They I, they've secured their their what's the word? They're they're legends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They it's like they're the equivalent to like they've secured their like a list. Yeah, I guess. like they they're already well established. They're not like they're not the prima donna. They're not like up and coming and new or whatever. But I would say that they, considering that the Jenners at that time they were like really coming into their prime yeah they were the main focus right mm-hmm. and they were the like number one trending topic meanwhile in current times the upcoming like stars the people that like have amassed 100 million followers in one year that's an insane statistic that's never happened before ever so that's pretty significant considering you know their influence and like like what kind of standards and trends and like ideals that they could be setting i feel like in this current time like someone like charlie perhaps dixie and definitely addison ray considering that she's like so involved with the kardashians in her own way she hangs out with them all the time probably has deals with them like they're who knows they're probably managing her i don't even know like they didn't lil yachty mention addison ray in the song or lil uzi someone did someone did Some, someone someone which is did. a pretty big like that's oh yeah that's a huge influence so what i'm saying is that they are the it girls they are like what is popping in in the culture today they're the most popular girls in the whole fucking world except like you know you think about like all the other legends like the kardashians <laughs> like the jenners like anybody else who like still has really respected names in pop culture but they are what's up and coming i would not be surprised if they do fizzle out in time who knows like what could be done for them to further establish their reputation i don't know like they could pull um a Rihanna and have like an insane makeup line or they could pull like a Kim or like Kylie you know what I mean and like do something like that and evolve their into influ- black people mm-hmm. <laughs> and and evolve oh, over the no, years no, 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 and no. suddenly become black yeah no okay okay you know what that is a whole topic. <laughs> that is a whole topic. that's a whole thing within itself I'm I oh, yeah but I wasn't even um uh considering it from from like that type of perspective but 
it is a fair point. They are, they are, I would say that, like, they need to do something to establish themselves before it's, they, like, their relevancy yeah. is, like, too late. Because, like, people are going to lose interest. They move on to something else. That's just, like, what happens over and over again. If nothing else, didn't Charlie used to actually dance? Yeah. What if, like... That's what I've been saying. Too. Some kind of, like, dance something. Like, dance studio, dance something. Like... Yeah. That's That's what she thing. does now. She does... She already does content, um, not only by just dancing, but she does, like, uh, tutorial video, videos oh. or something like that with, like, some dance company. I haven't really looked into, into it. I've only seen previews and stuff like that. But, yeah. In some ways, I feel really bad for those girls because, like like fame is really hard and nobody really should go through that pressure especially at a young age nobody should like have that kind of power and like that weird power dynamic with your parents at that time and like i, I don't know there's just so much that goes into it but do you think it's significant given like anybody who's going to have that type of cash cow at their disposal that is so the kids <laughs> the the, the the cash cow. Yeah. Yes. I feel like parents play a huge role into influencing the course of their child star's fame because, like, after all, the parents are going to be the one who's paying for whatever lessons or paying for yeah. whatever opportunities, agent, whatever. They're going to be the ones financing it. And at the end of the day, like, at some point they're gonna see their child as an investment and they're gonna want it to pay off. And a lot of people, like, I know it's it's really common to, to not like, or I would say a lot of people would take advantage of that and want to get as much as they can, regardless of how, it, how it's affecting. Kids, though? Look at Britney, like you just said. Like people, like parents, or oh my god, toddlers and tiaras. Toddlers and tiaras. They, the parents not only do yeah. that for the money prize, like this is a perfect example in society of why, like parents taking advantage of their children for attention, wealth, and fame. They will dress up their kids, pay so much money, and invest in them, their child into doing this, even though their child, like half of the time, hates the whole experience and is miserable. They love the attention that they get and the satisfaction and the reward factor. And they love the competition and they love like the feeling of winning and they love money. And that's the whole cycle of it. So they don't really care how it's like affecting their child in the process, you know. Or they setting. don't realize that it's affecting them as strongly as it might be. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure yeah. that in their minds, there's definitely parents that probably think like, no, you love this. You yeah. love this. And yeah. Yeah. And that's, well, that's probably how they how they can think about it with Charlie because, you know, she loves dancing or whatever. I'm sure like the whole thing, it's her choice to do social media and everything. And I'm sure, but who knows? Who knows she could have a lot less say in it than she actually does. She's actually been called out a lot in recent news because her and her family took a trip um, over winter break. Her, Addison Ray, I think a bunch of other people, they took a trip to Somewhere the Bahamas in the Bahamas, Bahamas, something international, but they got called out for it a ton. Um, and I think when Charlie was asked about it, she just said no comment. And then her dad was interviewed about it because, you know, the interviewer was like, oh, you've been, your family's been getting a lot of backlash about this. And she was like, well, Charlie had no say in it. So, like, 
her parents, again, parents can put their kids into bad situations, especially like, I don't know, when it has to do with money and, yeah. and power. It's it's just like a really, you you wouldn't think that you like humans would do that, but. Also because parents did not grow up with social media. So I think that as a parent, it'd be more easy to like downplay or not really understand like how permeating it is and right. stuff. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. I think the negatives of it might not be as like hurt. Like, I think a parent would be like, eh, mm -hmm. like, okay. Just, yeah. Well, yeah, you're getting cyberbullied. I've been- Just delete your Twitter. Dude, I've heard in on, I know everyone hates him or a lot of people do, but I listened on <laughs> Joe Rogan's podcast <laughs> and he was talking to some some doctor and they, they were having a conversation about social media and they were looking at these uh, these studies of rates of depression, suicide, anxiety, and self-harm in girls it, like within the age ranges of like 14 to like 19. So they looked at it like in like the 90s and like compared the rates to the ones like right after the birth of social media, like the, the, the yeah. rates for um, suicide, depression, anxiety in, in girls skyrocketed. So there's like a clear direct link between those mm -hmm. things. It's not as common in boys, I don't think. I, need, I would need to re-listen to that. But that's something that I took away from that um, because like it is so influential on, I guess, your self-esteem and the way you see the world, I guess, because it's just so, it can be so warped if not handled with care. More now than then. Also, I'm just thinking like, think about it even now, like 10 times worse probably than when the internet was first coming up, when social media was first getting big, you know? Yeah. Like inescapable truly unless you delete your instagram on twitter <laughs> so one more thing that i wanted to talk about before the end of the show so trisha paytas beloved queen who is on the uh frenemies podcast with h3 really great guys you should check it out it's so funny but recently she's been talking about her past relationship with jason nash if you don't, don't know who jason nash is he was a part of david dope bricks vlog squad a huge he had a huge vlogging channel for several years where he would upload really short fast-paced comedy style vlogs with all of his really rich friends and they were all really hot and rich and funny whatever um but he was really popular and trisha was dating one of uh basically david's best friend jason and they were together for a while but they had a really messy breakup so trisha and h3 were talking about their past relationship on their frenemies podcast basically reflecting over everything that happened between them uh some notable things uh trisha ended up going to a mental hospital in 2019 and the last time that she saw jason and david she um was at the mental hospital and that was a really messy situation for her um also they were just reflecting over the nature of the vlog squad as a whole uh in trisha's expose video that she had about them she talked about how one of the members brandon cavalio who i remember from vine too he had a relationship with a 17 year old girl and 
one of the ways that this was confirmed actually was because a joke about it was posted in one of David's vlogs and he was asking Brandon how good the sex was with the 17 year old girl that was in the car. So Trisha exposed that. Recently, what another one of the members that was on the vlog squad, Big Nick, he was talking to H3 about how he was getting bullied by the members. And, um, which isn't difficult to see if you watch the episodes of the vlog. He definitely does take a beating, or did. I don't think he, I think he got kicked out at one point. Okay. For it. Another, David's roommate is another example of the supposed not great vibes down at David's vlogs. <laughs> But they would always pick on his roommate, Alex Ernst, who was also a really big yeah, designer. Yeah, I loved Alex. And they bullied him. And apparently Alex just wanted to live like a normal life. He didn't want to be in the spotlight or be super famous. So apparently all the Vlog Squad members would bully him and make fun of him. Another thing that people have been calling out is the treatment of another friend that they had. I feel so bad. I can't remember his actual name because, to be honest, he's not Jonah? Like, no, he's not, he's not even that, as famous as any of them, but he was their one black friend, right? And oh. so they, they, he was like, he suffered like shit end of the stick in a lot of like their bits, right? So um, they were, they did one bit and they were talking to him and they were like, so like you would like do anything to make out with Corinna, right? And that Corinna is like their hot friend. Yeah. Um, and he was like, yeah. So... What they did was they told him, okay, so Corinna's gonna put on like this ugly like mask and you're gonna make out with her. And he was like, okay. And he made out with and he made out with Jason, Jason. Trisha's yeah. ex-boyfriend. Yeah, Jason. Um Jason. Who's like 40 something years old. So in in the context of David's vlogs, because Jason Nash is basically like like David's little puppet and he'll do anything that he wants for any money or attention or anything. So Jason was did a bit where he went on a date with Tana Mojo, who was like 18 at the time and Jason's like 40. Um, and like behind the scenes of that skit, they somehow ended up in a dressing room together and Jason followed her in somehow and then like he apparently he tried to kiss her and she was like no obviously not and this was all confirmed because david put the story of this happening in his vlog and then so the reason why the essentially the reason why trisha and jason ended up breaking up was because uh david kept making a joke about trisha and jason and tana who's much younger than them by the way um, having a threesome and then he kept making the joke about Jason and Tana and Madison Beer having a threesome too. He did it twice after Trisha oh. explicitly said no. So basically that was crossing the line and she made the whole expose video talking about all the ills, you know, that I mentioned beforehand. So that's like the whole nature of their relationship. So yeah, I feel like David's vlogs were viewed as like, I don't know, prime content. There wasn't like every single... <laughs> <laughs> every single time david would upload a vlog like it would be on the trending page no doubt like it would be the number one viewed content like of the day it was just like and his vlogs were really entertaining 
profitable, I guess, entertaining. You didn't find them entertaining? Uh, so initially I did. Initially I liked the whole dynamic. I thought it was unique. He did he did revolutionize the vlog style, but like he lost a lot of his authenticity. I yeah. could tell that the jokes are, were rehearsed. They would rehearse the laughs. Another thing Trisha said was that like when they would record things, they would be like, you'd be like, okay, just like do it again, but laugh this way. Or do it again, but laugh harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like that's I like I could see through that it lost its charm. Mm-hmm. I didn't really find it funny. And I also, as they got more and more famous, I thought they were less likable, less relatable. And it's like I don't care. Just now, I was thinking about what we were talking about with like people in power and like arming hammer and and just being really just wanting to abuse that power and. That's the weird vibe that I get from David Dobrik sometimes is that it's like, you're just a bully. You're being a bully. Like you're making someone like eat worms. Clea, you are on the exact right path because Trisha, I just remembered, Trisha was literally talking about how in most cases, if someone is like, if he wants someone to do a certain thing, or let's say something is recorded that someone's uncomfortable with, he will pay them to let him do it and he will just keep upping the price so he will literally pay for the narrative to be set towards like what he wants to to what's gonna make him look the best like to top his last video so it's the dynamic is crazy and it's like I don't know it's becoming more and more evident and you know as of recent like since COVID David stopped his vlog which is pretty interesting. Really? Yeah, he's been only doing other content and every anything else he a lot of TikTok I think he's okay. been doing. Um, but I think any other content that he has is just like social socially distant and like but like he hasn't been trying to like get bad shit on his reputation. Like all these other influencers, like James Charles, Charlie yeah. D'Amelio, Addison Ray, all of them are traveling and it's been not that great for the the world and their brand they've been getting a lot of for it which i think is so interesting because they're celebrities they're the ones who are in the spotlight and they're the ones who are going to get photographed and everything is going to be public they're the ones who are posting too so if you're putting that out there and you have a platform that's a problem because you're going to influence like the attitudes of other people so the whole reason why like Corona spreading in the first place is because of people who are spreading it nonchalantly. The whole like anger and outrage, I think, stems from the fact that they aren't responsible and that, like I think there's like an unspoken expectation that audiences have of celebrities to be perfect and to like be the the highest standard because that's how they always present themselves. But I have a theory that celebrities have actually got gotten the vaccine because they have so much money that they can like they could pay to get it and that but they don't want to say anything. Yeah. But on that note, wear your masks, guys. Get your vaccine if you can. Thank you so much for watching. Follow what's poppin' GW on Instagram. Maybe you'll see something that Clea posts. Who knows? Like Maybe. me shaking my ass. Maybe. Um, yeah, so bus it guys. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your night. Um, see you next week. Bye. Bye.